Hey friends, creating a new cluster in Azure Kubernetes service is a quick way to get started, but it can leave you with an overwhelming set of technical decisions to make before you're really ready for production workloads. Derek Martin is here to show me how the AKS production baseline represents Microsoft's best practice approach for securely deploying all new production environments. I'm learning how today on Azure Friday. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman and it's Azure Friday. I'm here with Derek Martin. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Scott? Living the dream, living the dream, learning new things. And I'm going to learn more about AKS. You know, I've, I've done a couple of Kubernetes things, um, mm -hmm. but um, I get a little overwhelmed. I kind of thought it would be like, I don't know, Apache, and I just go like file new web server and it would be right. awesome. And it, it didn't turn yeah. out that way. Yeah, uh, AKS can be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, people often expect that when you go into uh, any Kubernetes deployment, it's click next, click start, click run, and you're up and running. And while you can do that, uh, it definitely has a tendency to fall apart uh, on you. Uh, I think of it as uh, uh, an artist canvas. Uh, the reality is that uh, customers are simply looking for kind of a paint by number solution with less choices. Um, when we go to say Azure App Service, you hit new, you deploy it, you're done. But with Kubernetes, um, we end up with customers, some of them are brilliant Kubernetes minds and they're ready to be doing this. They've you know, been doing Kubernetes now for a while, but a lot of customers that we've been seeing uh, say, just tell me exactly how to build this thing and run it, uh, but I reserve the right to uh, make all of these different changes as we get started. And so what the uh, Microsoft Architecture Center has put together, the Azure Architecture Center uh, has put together is Microsoft's recommended baseline production environment. Nice, I appreciate that. Yeah, if I want to use an artist canvas, usually I'm more of a mechanical pencil person, and I think Azure App Service will give me that mechanical pencil. But if someone hands me, you know, a thousand colored pencils, I'm going to get a little bit overwhelmed. So having some instruction manual for that is going to be super helpful. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So here in the Azure portal, if you go and create a new environment, you can go down here real easy, hit create. Uh, you click on that, and as things come along slowly, click. As things come along slowly, you will end up with a create. You have a couple of options up here, but when you get the output, it is not ready to go. And so what we've done here uh, within the Azure Architecture Center, if you haven't seen it before, just go to azure.com slash architecture. We have all kinds of great resources uh, around uh, the well-architected framework, the cloud adoption framework, uh, best practices. And right here is the AKS production baseline. And this represents, like I said, Microsoft's best practice to creating a production environment. So what it is, is two things. You have a narrative. Uh, what are the design choices that we are making? Why did we make them? We talk about the networking configuration, the cluster topology. We set up all the secure identity, the data flow, continuity, and then once you read through that documentation, you have a good idea of what kind of solution uh, we're deploying in the environment. But the best part is, Scott, is you can then just click over into our GitHub repo. You can fork this thing and make it your own, or you can deploy from this environment and have what Microsoft considers a proper production-ready cluster to begin with. And once you deploy that, you end up with something that looks a little bit more complicated than just next, next, new, and new. You actually end up with 
let me shrink this down a little bit. You end up with, obviously, your Kubernetes service. You end up with private DNS zones, a container registry, all of the things that you would expect, including monitoring and security. Everything is well secured with our best practices around managed identity, uh, stored in Key Vault. Um, we've got the node pools up and running, and you're ready then to get started. But what's even more interesting, or at least I think it's interesting, is a lot of customers say, well, what do I get uh, from deploying this uh, Kubernetes environment? And we call this the uninteresting workload. Um, this is actually what you would see when you deploy uh, the AKS production baseline. Not very much there, but that's the point. We're looking at this from an infrastructure and a security perspective. And so when you get it all up and running, you're going to be going through App Gateway. You're going to be going through um, the, the layer five and layer seven uh, uh, backends. And then you get into uh, Kubernetes. And now it's ready for you to uh, do additional deployments. So it feels like if I just went and said new Kubernetes deployment, next, 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 finish, and then, you know, exposed a node pool with an external IP address, I'm going to get, in my words, a fairly naive implementation of Kubernetes in that I have made a node pool and I've put a node on the internet. And it's yep. naive, naive in that there is no planning. But what you're describing is a prescription for correctness. You're going right. to have, and, and I assume that you're thinking about things like, like scale, like splitting things up. Where are the credentials being stored? It is mm -hmm. pres prescriptive for production. That's right. And so because Kubernetes is so massive, and again, we don't want to take away from the folks that have been doing Kubernetes for years. You can go click create like I just showed you, and you've got a vanilla deployment ready to rock and roll. But this AKS environment from our production baseline talks a lot about uh, the network topology. It talks about the node pool topology, cluster monitoring, governance, we're using Azure Active Directory, zone awareness, um, and then the must-have adjacent things like um, WAF and the container registry uh, and uh, uh, the Key Vault environment. WAF being the web application firewall, which is another big important part about anything. Anytime you put an external IP address on the internet, usually when I do my AKS demos, it's like, oh, look, I just put it directly on the internet. You want to have that intermediary, which are those layer five and layer seven uh, intermediaries that you discussed earlier. That's right. And it helps get your architects and your security engineers out of analysis paralysis. It puts a production ready working model up for everyone to start iterating on. Again, just fork the repo. After you deploy something, fork the repo and start making tweaks to those uh, ARM templates and you know, then start adding in your CI/CD pipeline, start adding in the things. And we put a lot of documentation around that so you can see, well, why did we choose this path? And that's what that reference architecture is for. Mm -hmm. And it's worth noting, of course, as you showed us on GitHub, that this is open source. So if you are a Kubernetes expert and you're watching Azure Friday and you have feedback, that conversation can happen in public and that uh, that architecture could theoretically be improved as well. Absolutely. So the Patterns and Practices team, which uh, develops the Azure Architecture Center and this uh, reference implementation accepts pull requests. In fact, we uh, currently have uh, seven issues across and three pull requests open. We make changes to this. We use this as what we call day zero ready, which means every time the Kubernetes, the, the AKS 
uh, product team makes an update to the product, we are at day zero ready to go um, with those updates. So uh, when a lot of the, the newer features come out, when we roll to 1.21, uh, which was just a few weeks ago, uh, we were ready to go with updated guidance uh, along the way. And what you end up with is that AKS baseline with all of the networking considerations, the hub and the spoke is all up and running and ready to go. I have a really cool architecture diagram here that uh, you can go down and scroll through. You can look at, you know, hey, this looks a little bit like our network, but not entirely. And so you can start tweaking against it and we put comments along the way. Yeah, this is more than just documentation, right? This is a whole narrative right. about the correctness of doing something in production, which is cool. This is very nice because it augments the work, the great work that the AKS team is doing. But that day zero uh, readiness shows the the tight relationship that that AKS team, the product team who's coming out mm -hmm. with this stuff, and folks like y'all that are putting this into production for customers and helping folks out, um, you know, in the field. There's also this question that comes up a lot, Scott, about the wealth of open source components that are out there. There are literally a thousand different ingress controllers probably. Um, and we chose for our ingress controller traffic. Um, could you have used something else? Absolutely. In fact, a lot of people will say, oh, I want to use uh, the, the app gateway component as our first party solution. Other people may gravitate towards something else. We chose traffic because it has uh, the ability to load certificates easily from Key Vault. Um, other solutions, if you have your own secret store or your own certificate store, or you want to use the internal Kubernetes secret store, totally fine. Um, but we want to make sure that that you see the decisions that we're making and why. That's really nice because, like I said before, this is a prescription, but it's also a cafeteria plan. And if you want to take a piece of the prescription and say, like, I love everything except the way we did the key vault, then we're going to do our own thing. Or I love right. everything but the ingress That's and right. we want to do something else. That's cool. Yeah, we get these questions um, and, and we've been getting these questions a lot. It's like, okay, you've done a really great job um, creating this baseline, but it's in a single region. It's secure and it's production ready, but what if I want to grow this out to be regionally re uh, resilient? And so the architecture center has put together an entire node here. I'll show you here on the screen, an entire node around the baseline. So this is where we were right there. Now we've got an AKS baseline for multi-region clusters. And so what we've done is we've taken the exact same repository the exact same implementation, and we have created additional ARM templates that build on top of that baseline to now deploy a working copy in another region and connect them together. So you have it now a regionally res uh, resilient uh, AKS deployment. And again, we go down through each of the components. Why did we choose what we chose? What are the design patterns? Um, one of the things, Scott, that, that, that I'm sure you know is not all regions are built the same. And so we try to take a lot of the guesswork out. If you're going to deploy in East, do you deploy in West or do you deploy in East too? What are some of those uh, reasons? Do you use the paired region? Do you use uh, regions that are in a different geography? Uh, so we try to take a lot of that guesswork out for you so that you have a uh, really robust multi-region deployment. 
That's an interesting point because uh, it's not just a prescriptive production workload for Kubernetes. It is a prescription custom workload for Azure Kubernetes service, and it understands how Azure right. works, and it makes things the best it can be for this cloud. That's right. Um, the people, the customers that have been doing Kubernetes, maybe on one of the our competitor clouds or on-premise, they will feel it at home with AKS. Next, next, new, you're done. Or deploy a very simple ARM template and you drop down to kubectl and off you go. Absolutely, you could do that. What we're doing here, particularly in the multi-region deployment, is showing you how you should start your process in Azure, taking the things about Azure that are relevant into consideration. But there's more. It's one of those, but wait, there's more scenarios, is we get a lot of questions from our really big customers, particularly banks uh, and other financial institutions, and they say, great, but I need a Kubernetes environment that is PCI ready. And so the Architecture Center, just in the last couple of weeks, has deployed another instance, another build on top of this, and it's an AKS regulated cluster for PCI DSS. And PCI certification represents the best practices for running a cloud in a secure way for things like any sensitive workload, right? It can be for any sensitive workload. This particular uh, uh, environment has been uh, it takes a narrative around the payment card industry uh, mm -hmm. here in the United States. And so it deploys uh, against the standard specification DSS 3.2.1. If you don't know what that means, um, you can go do a little bit of research. But essentially what you get from deploying this baseline is an additional set of guidance around host infrastructure, access controls, network security, data protection, and malware protection. Uh, and that is a really, really powerful narrative that can be applied not just to PCI or, or, or financial services, but for government contract work, for additional sensitive things. And we take a look into each of those major components, again, in the PCI world around network segmentation. And we've built upon that baseline to create a even more secure environment that fits the needs of P, uh, PCI. So for instance, we go through the actual PCI requirements, install and maintain a firewall, okay? What does AKS do out of the box for that? And then what does Microsoft recommend on top of that to say, in addition to out of the box, we say, here are your requirements and here, what, here are the things that we do in our baseline to support you. That's nice, it's the annotated PCI DSS. That's right, specific to AKS, which is the <laughs> neat spin on that. It's not this amorphous esoteric thing that you're like, okay, I have to deploy a firewall. Well, is that literally just go stick Azure firewall in front of it? No, you have to configure AKS in a certain way to make sure that it is um, not vulnerable to the attacks that, that you're going to be seeing. So should we all go to the Azure Architecture page as our primary entry to go and learn about this stuff? That's right. If you go to azure.com slash architecture, you will see both the narrative as well as the links into the GitHub uh, repositories that you can fork, you can write pull requests on, um, you can uh, do additional changes to them to fit your environment. But again, the key is 
AKS is amazing. It's incredibly complex. And we want our customers, those that are comfortable with Kubernetes to just rock and roll, but those that just really want Microsoft to say, how would you do it? That's what the Azure Architecture Center uh, does for you. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you bringing all of this to us. This is super useful information. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. I've been learning all about the AKS production baseline today on Azure Friday. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Azure Friday. Now I need you to like it, comment on it, tell your friends, retweet it, watch more Azure Friday.